Welcome back to the Property Management Show podcast. This is part two of our update on property management maintenance during a crisis. If you haven't checked out part one, be sure to go back and check it out. Our guest, Ray Hespin from Property Melt, has given us stats on how property management maintenance has fared during the pandemic. And now he's here to advise us on how to move forward from that. Why you should start leaning away from the common peace of mind narrative, um, how to retain owners in the midst of rising costs of maintenance, and so much more. Friendly reminder, this podcast is brought to you by Foreign Top Marketing Agency. We help property management companies create and implement owner lead generating plans. That means everything from conversion-driven web design, reputation management, content marketing, lead nurturing, pretty much anything you need to help your business grow and get found by owners online, call 4 and Half. For more information, visit 4andHalf.com. That's F-O-U-R-A-N-D-H-A-L-F.com. Before we dive into the episode, we're thrilled to announce that PM Grow 2022 will take place in person in San Diego, California from February 28th through March 2nd. Don't miss the biggest, boldest, and most innovative property management conference yet. Subscribe to our mailing list to hear about early bird ticket announcements at pmgrowsummit.com. That's pmgrowsummit.com. And now onto the show. So I, I think it's really interesting, Ray, you mentioned that there's like a build to rent movement that's likely going to put even more strain to, already, to the already strained supply chain, right? And then yep. po- possibly driving the costs even higher. And so I'm just really curious, you mentioned earlier in our conversation that typically a 10% increase in maintenance cost is perceived by the owner as like, oh, this is enough reason for me to like do it myself because I can get it cheaper. But mm-hmm. if it's going to be expensive for everyone, right? Um, then wouldn't those owners just go back to the property manager and be like, hey, just kidding. Um, I guess it's the same. <laughs> yeah. You, you would like to think that everybody is willing to admit when they're wrong. But I, if I'm ta- speaking from personal experience, I'm the worst at it. But, it, you know, it, and, and this is one thing. I had a great conversation. Um, I've talked with a few people. We, as an industry, we actually have to quit talking to owners about the reason you employ us is peace of mind. Like that is something that's obvious, but we actually got to start having a message that says we can run that property at a better return on investment than you can. Mm-hmm. And that has to be messaging that we have to feel comfortable constantly getting out there, constantly talking to our owners and being like, here's how we're able to do deliver cost of lower service. We have buying power. <clears throat> you know, we have access to vendors you don't. Um, we have long-standing relationships. We um, potentially buy parts ahead of time. We manage an internal team. Like these are all the reasons why we can do it lower cost than you. Yeah. And then we have to make sure that the owner believes that. And I think that messaging is going to be more important than probably ever right now is we have to figure out how to get our customers, customer, the owners of the properties, um, believing that, Hey, listen, I know price went up, but do you see as a property manager, uh, you see, I've gotten, you know, a few bids here. This is what we're seeing. The market's trending up. Like, communicating the, uh, I'll keep a G, the, the stuff out of it 
um, as to what the owner is seeing and why they're seeing it. So it boils down to education. Yeah. Well, and something else that you you made me think about um, where it's like, okay, are there going to be owners don't want to admit that they made a mistake and can't get the um, can't get more affordable prices for resolving maintenance issues. Does that lead to more owners opening themselves to legal issues um, and then down the line having to call a property manager as well? Like, is that something, I think that's something that they should advertise too, right? So it's like, we're getting you a return on your investment and we're saving you from all of these like fair housing, I don't, fair housing, not mm-hmm. necessarily, but habitability issues right. that maybe a property owner is like, oh, I don't have to fix that. It's fine. You can deal with it. 100%. So the value peace of mind, and I think that does go into peace of mind, peace of mind that we do things and comply with state and federal regulations, peace of mind that um, you're, you know, you have a professional protecting you from uh, litig- unnecessary litigious yeah. stuff or practices that a landlord might do. Um, so there's all that, but I think the the big thing is um, hanging on to people is going to be a perception game that has to be managed. So there's a couple of things that we've talked to our clients about how to step up the owner engagement game right now, because it's really important. If you let it sit, I mean, it, it you're going to lose the owners. We know it's costly mm-hmm. to get new owners and you want mm-hmm. owners talking about how great you are. Um, but <clears throat> the, the, you know, going back to that whole component of we can, we can help deliver better return on investment on your property, even with our fees than you can. And that's the message that ultimately has to be delivered. And, um, you know, this is actually not just important for retention, but if you think about standard landlords and why they don't choose a property manager, they have this perception or feeling that they can do it cheaper. It's the only reason anybody wants to manage their own property. Is so, uh, you know, if you think about it, so you need to play up to that emotion, you just have to. You have to, um, but it's not only to retain them though, but we're actually big believers in if this is a case you can do, then that needs to be in every owner pitch deck uh, that you have of why you can deliver maintenance costs lower. Here's the technology we're using, Mm -hmm. here's how we're managing costs, here's how we can beat you. And I know you wouldn't do this, you wouldn't manage it on your own if you b- truly believed we can do it at a lower cost than you. Stuff breaks, but we can do it cheaper than you can. And it's going to break regardless of who's managing it. So mm-hmm. we can do it cheaper than you can and, and maximize your return on investment. It's just a, it, yeah. it's something that has to be changed on messaging, but anyways. Yeah, no, I love that. Cause you're so right. Like I feel like not to be attacking anybody, but I feel like so many property management companies advertise peace of mind and when Although you, it's true, it's not wrong. It like, is, yeah, it's not wrong. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what else do you do? What and it's 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 optimizing your messaging for what's important at the time. And of course, return on investment is important. But what you're saying is like right now you're you're losing clients or you're not getting clients because of cost. And that's I mean, not right now, always. Exactly. There, there's a huge landlord market, right? I mean, it's, it's massive in the US. Yeah. Um, and the only reason, I mean, if you think, I think there's 8 million professionally managed single family homes in the US. Um, and, you know, if you think about those 8 million, I think there's like 23 million landlord managed homes. I think that number's right. It's like, that's such a huge pot. And you're really fighting over these 8 million homes that 
that you can manage. I, I know we're talking about two things. We're talking about owner acquisition. We're talking about owner ret right. retention here, but they're actually both line up together. If the landlord thinks that you can do it, they get peace of mind and you can do it at a cost that's better than they can do it. There won't be a landlord left in the U S um, in 10 years. If you yeah. that compelling case. So do it, do it property yeah, managers. So, <laughs> do it. I mean, it's a, it, it's the next iteration I think of property management. Honestly, we've got to make yeah. a compelling case and that's how we mm -hmm. keep them. But let's go after the landlord market too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a key piece is to, um, make sure that you're aware of what the hot buttons are because yes, mm -hmm. there are instances where peace of mind, um, would be, um, important, like in 2020 peace of mind, definitely, because you don't know if you can collect rent, you don't know what notices you can send. And it's like, Oh, I have a professional property manager who knows that stuff, who's up being updated and mm -hmm. it's not gonna, you know, screw right. it up and get me sued. Um, but now it's like, okay, well, you know, courts are opening, there are already evictions happening, and then rents being collected, but then there are still other problems that are coming up. So you have to be able to pivot as a business and then 100%. go and play up, not really play up, but kind of like address the new fears that are cropping up. Yeah. 100%. And it's, I, I'm trying to remember, I mean, there's stats, like depending on your rent roll and stuff, let's say an owner, you know, by managing their properties, you make 1200 bucks a year. Let's just do it hypothetically. And you hang on to from for two and a half years. It's the cowboy math on that. The 33,000-ish? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be somebody who watches the bag. You're an idiot. Uh, <clears throat> but I mean, imagine taking that from two and a half years to five years, which is not unrealistic you um, make it $6,000. Now the amount it costs you to get that owner is the same, but you make literally twice the amount and you deliver a great service and hang on to a client longer. I mean, it's, I don't have to go through the math, but it's, it's so important to figure out how do we address, like you said, Marie, those new fears mm -hmm. of I'm getting higher invoice prices, bills in my monthly statement that I'm looking at once a month. Maybe I don't even like looking at it. I'm scared of it. Like that credit card bill on the table. Yeah. I don't even want to see my owner statement. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've got to, we've got to sit there and change our game plan as property managers to these owners that are getting ahead of these bills. Mm -hmm. And with that message that it's going up, these are what we're seeing. This is why we can do it a lower cost than you. All right. Well, and here, here are the things that we're doing for you that we talked to Tracy and Catherine with real estate gladiators a while back. And one of the things that they're, I love them. They're so great. One of the things that we were, they were doing, we were not doing, they, and they think they, they always do this, not just during the pandemic, but just consistent outreach to their owners being like, Hey, I know we can't do this for you right now, but here are all of the things that we are doing. Here's all of this information that we're gathering for you. And it's just like, positioning themselves to still be providing excellent service, even though they couldn't evict people or maybe, you know, maintenance costs are getting driven up right now, but here, here's the money we're saving you with the programs we have. So, I mean, just staying ahead that, of it. So, so on point, I think this, this is kind of a, a point where it's going to force some change, right? It's like painfully going to force some change. We know that when owners churn, why they churn, 
and we see costs going up that are outside of the property manager's control. So it's like, this is kind of our leading indicator of a pretty big deal. Um, not to mention housing market is insane yeah. cost right now. So, <clears throat> so there, there are some tactical things and Brittany, like one of the things that you said there is like, here's what we're doing about it. So there's actually some tactical things that we recommend to our clients. It's like preventative programs, hard. And you're actually, it's a win-win. You make money on maintenance. You're doing something preventative. You're helping the owner save money and you're generating work that you can do on a planned basis. Um, you're managing your life, right? Um, so soliciting for preventative programs um, is a huge one. Education on the increased maintenance costs is the second one. Um, and then just turning this into an active conversation rather than a once a month engagement. Like there's a lot of people who rely on the, specifically for maintenance, rely on an owner statement once a month to tell the story. And then everybody cringeworthy receives the calls. Weekly, yeah. Right. It's like, we've got to change that. And one, you know, that's something we've been working really hard at Property Meld on is changing the owner engagement to being a live update conversation as opposed to a scary friction driven conversation at the end of the month. And so <laughs> Those are some of the things that just have to start happening or else. Hey, thanks. When do I, when's my contract up with you all? Right. Yeah. So it's almost like it's, it's tempting, right? To be um, a property manager during this time, you see the costs are going up and you just hope that owners don't complain. And um, unfortunately, um, not everyone's going to complain. Some people are just going to leave as soon as they can 100%. without telling you anything that you wouldn't even know it's because of the cost. So what you're basically saying is um, instead of making it that like scary, like the statements are going out, let's hope no one screams at us on the Notices. phone, yeah. be, a be ahead of it and educate your owners. Like this is what's <clears throat> happening everywhere right like it's not just you on your property this is happening nationwide these are the reasons right it's basically economic supply and demand and mm -hmm. um like Brittany said these are the things that we're doing to make sure you're not 100%. paying the most you're not gonna mm -hmm. pay the same but at least mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. reasonable compared to the whole um you know the whole range of, of money you could pay yeah yeah and it's such a fantastic message too. Like at the end of the day, the owner needs to believe that you have their best fiscal interest in mind. And so if you're doing things proactively in response to what you're seeing, that's something they wouldn't do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, one of the things that we've really been a fan of, like I said, is actually soliciting for approval for preventative programs. Mm -hmm. And that's something a property mm -hmm. mobile do. And like showing that to somebody that says, Hey, I'm going to do an annual HVAC inspection in March. Um, it's 99 bucks, but here, let me tell you why, um, you do this, you clean condensers and stuff. Like if it's an emergency in June, July, August, that's a $500 call out. And these happen all the time. Like, you know, it's, it's amazing way that you're saying that you probably wouldn't do this as an owner on your own. And I'm driving your cost down to a place that's lower than you could manage it on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Instead right, of just like, Hey, value, you know? Yeah. Instead of, Hey, do you want to sign up for a, pre uh, for preventative maintenance program? And then the owner's like, do I have to? And as a property manager, if you're like, you don't have right. to, then they're like, okay, no. But if oh. you're like, well, this is why we even offer it because it's kind of a no brainer. It's we cheaper. Care about to your money. Yeah. 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 
So you're constantly selling yourself. It's sales and marketing. You're constantly having to do it. Like it's, it's, if you don't do it, you lose people. So yeah. The, the owner, the owner relationship game is it like, and this is like the invoicing thing. Like this is mm-hmm. kind of us getting so heavy into this. We released a, an owner hub that's different than a portal that really keeps really tight knock on this is because we sit there and go invoice prices are going up and they're not going away. We're going to have to work harder, differently, whatever to hang on to that owner. And not to mention we can sell more owners of people that wouldn't consider property management before, right? If we mm-hmm. really get that message in crisp as an industry, protect yourself from the litigation, the liability, buy the and the headache. And also we'll do it cheaper than you can do it. And here's how we do that. I think exactly. that's the piece that a lot of people do miss. It's like just explaining it how you're you're suggesting. It's like gives people the visuals. If you don't have that, it, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah. So. The, the, you, it's, uh, it's, and regardless, it's the perception. Even if you can do it lower cost than they do. If mm-hmm. the perception is they can do it cheaper, they're going to leave. Yeah. You know, so yeah, completely agree. So in this same thread of, um, oh, hey, we're the professionals, so we can do it cheaper than you. And then understanding that nowadays, more and more people are at home working from home. A lot of companies have decided, you know what, we can save money, but by not making people go back to the office, they can just work from home. And so more people are going to be using their appliances, you know, um, they're going to be in the home more. Um, And so in the spirit of you know, trying to make things cheaper for the owner. Do you do you think property managers could benefit from recommending kind of like having higher quality appliances in properties or like higher quality quality materials? So there's like less um, less likelihood that it breaks, and then you you have to you don't have to send as many maintenance people in because it's so cheap and it breaks all the time. Like, do you see that trend kind of um, going up? You, you, so that's a that's a really interesting one, and one of the interesting things that we've seen that's specific to the difference between a large owned asset operator, like an institutional owner versus third-party management, institutionals are moving towards like IoT, Internet of Things devices, mm-hmm. um, smart access locks, uh, leak water detection sensors, all this stuff that can catch like catastrophic issues. Whereas the third-party owners, it's the data isn't there to say, my investment in this technology is going to save me money. Like So the moment that the data gets to the point where it says, hey, listen, if you choose a Whirlpool X versus... Joe Schmo's uh, uh, discount washing machine furniture Z that actually you're going to have less repair costs and over this, like the moment you can do that, I think higher quality stuff will end up going in homes. Um, But until that happens, you know, I imagine it's going to be very hard, a hard pill to swallow for, for any owner who's again, they're going to churn if their costs are too high (laughs) to, to actually, to actually make the case. Um, So I think that's going to be the hurdle in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who may, I mean, you have companies too, like, I don't know who told me this, but like Salesforce, maybe they're like, Oh, nope. Once, once everybody's vaccinated and we're good to go, people have to go back into the office. So we got to go. 
Well, and I, yeah, so it'll be very interesting what happens. Like, I think we're going to see probably in the next 12 months, we will see where it lands, but we know working from home will be more. I think everybody probably agrees with that. It's just how much, but the one thing that people can do, and Marie, Brittany, this is uh, something that we're starting to see is if a property manager can buy toilets Mm -hmm. and other items, like if you're able to buy them in bulk, Mm. you can make some pretty significant cost savings, like 30, 40% versus buying straight up. And, you know, maybe you don't replace the same toilet in the home, but we all know toilets break. There's challenges. You buy bulk of the guts of this tool systems. And so there's some ways that you can get pretty clever to where you can actually drive down the costs buying either nicer stuff or whatever, um, because mm-hmm. the buying power of the property manager, again, making the case of why uh, a property manager should be able to do it at a lower cost than the owner. Even making money. I want to make something crystal clear. I love mm-hmm. our clients making tons of money on maintenance, but I still think that just with the economies of scale, they can operate at such a lower cost that even with their profit margins and everything built in there, um, they can do it cheaper than the owner can do it themselves. I just mm-hmm. throw that as an asterisk at the beginning of the, uh, of the uh, podcast. Episode. Right. Like you can still make money. <clears throat> just be smart about it. You can make tons of money. Like it, tons yeah. of money. It's just how the owner perceives their costs. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's interesting because um, I think I know that earlier we talked about, hey, you know, maybe more and more property managers will bring maintenance in house just to drive down costs. And as we all know, smaller property managers may not be able to do that. But on the flip side, I know that even before COVID, there's this perception that in-house maintenance isn't as profitable as it's, you know, kind of um, advertised to be. And that's why not everyone does it in-house. Like, what would you say about that? The people who run high-performing maintenance teams make the most money in property management, period. That's, that's what it comes down to. Now, to your point, kind of like I did, like, you know, one of the things, and, you know, I could get into a whole talk here about technician utilization rate as a defining KPI. Mm-hmm. You have to basically keep your busy, your people busy on billable work. That's it. So making sure you have a mechanism to track that, how are you managing that? How are you deciding when your team's too large? Um, that's usually what we see is you hire a team and say, I need six people. Why do you need six people? I don't know. Let's buy a bunch of trucks and let's throw a bunch of people in it. And it's like, I've got 400 units, uh, you know, the turns, I'm going to hire six people because that's how many I think vendors are. It's like incrementally starting, getting a handyman, getting that person busy as all, making sure you're managing their costs low while your billable rates at a great place. Um, and you can make money off of each individual person than just keep adding those mm-hmm. technicians. Cause you can Even still with- backfill. Yeah. <clears throat> like you can still backfill with other vendors. Like, Oh, the, the lowest cost is absolutely a blend between the two. I'm such a fan yeah. of it. Um, people that try and handle maintenance exclusively in-house are going to lose a ton of money. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say, you know, the vast, vast majority of people. Right. Um, and uh, so you got seasonality. You don't want to hire and fire all your technicians. Summer months are super busy. Then winter slows down and they're not busy and you're paying them to sit around like, you know, there's, there's definitely the blend is the yeah. thing that maximizes the return while still making it the lowest cost for the owner, right. and making, making the property manager a ton of money. But that's really good advice for those people that are kind of like all or nothing have to have six. Cause that's <clears throat> what I need. It's like, no. So, 
here, here's what I'll just say. This will be my statement. When you have a technician get to 85% technician utilization rate, you can hire another. There's, there's the easiest formula. If you don't have somebody, if you don't have somebody there, don't even hire the next one. Mm-hmm. And make sure you're able to track it properly so you know what 85% yeah. utilization is. You, you have to. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Have to. Yeah. And so with this talk of, you know, um, how property managers can kind of keep the owner relationship thriving despite the increasing maintenance costs. Um, you mentioned that, you know, soliciting preventative maintenance, mm-hmm. education on why the costs are going up and kind of like what we're doing about it as your professional property manager and how we can still do it cheaper. It's, it's more expensive for everyone, but we can still do it cheaper than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of making sure engagement is not just the monthly owner statement. Um, and then we also talked about how um, possibly if you are able to carefully track utilization of your vendors and technicians, bringing maintenance in-house could be another way you can bring costs down. Are there other tips you can give property management company owners on um, how they can deal with this kind of looming um, new normal of just more expensive everything? So, so I think, you know, maintenance is the biggest opportunity for property managers. Um, there's $75 billion in maintenance on rentals annually. It's the biggest cost center that is, can be managed better with economies of scale. I think the messaging, so the tactical messaging really needs to change from peace of mind to peace of mind and maximizing the return on your investment. It's, it's got to start going into the um, owner sales packets. And the service has to represent that, right? It can't just be yes. lip service. It's right. got to be, here's what we're doing about it. But it's got to be a mentality change. It's, it's mm-hmm. just like the biggest takeaway is making sure you position yourself so your owners know that you're giving them the best return. Yes. And to also educate your, yourself, right? Before you can educate your owners, you have to educate yourself on the trend, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like as a as a broker owner, you have people under you who are dealing with the day-to-day like coordination and dealing with the paperwork but then you know when when these things happen like hey there's an upward trend like as a broker owner you should be like okay well what does this mean for my business six to twelve months from now and then I think like that's the space that the owner should be in rather than the well let's just hope we don't, or let's just hope get it's more temporary or people are going to quit or, or something. Yeah. Like, prepare yeah. for the worst case scenario, which is if mm-hmm. you know it continues to increase, I think that's the worst case scenario. And that I, maybe the best case scenario is it just like plateaus here. <laughs> right. The, the, the thing is, if I, you know, and I'm a firm believer in this, if, you know, operating maintenance at the lowest cost does not mean the lowest price. You just have to beat the owner. Um, if you operate more efficiently, you can make more money. Uh, but the, uh, the big thing is there is, you know, we have to, as an industry, not only do it to keep owners, but I do think it's the also biggest opportunity for sales. If any property mm-hmm. manager says, I don't want to sell any more owners, it's like, okay, <laughs> like that's fine. But if you're actually doing this for both retention and it's a gift towards your sales process, man, that's the, that's such a double win. Yeah. 
and constantly, because like right now we're talking about the increased costs, like 18% will go higher, whatever. Tomorrow it might be something else. It might be something else that you need to adapt to and position yourself to look mm -hmm. good for your current and prospective owners. So yeah. I think, I mean, I just think everything is really good advice and something that maybe not everybody is thinking of. You would kind of hope, you kind of hope that people were looking out for this, but I don't yeah. know. Could be a blind spot too. I, everybody's super focused on their business, right? And that's the really cool thing at Property Meld. We have data on millions and millions of service issues and scheduling times, completion times, what's happening in the industry, invoice costs. And so that's kind of like one of the cool things and how we can serve the industry and say, hey, listen, this is what we're seeing across the nation. And now that we have that information, what are we going to go do with it yeah. um, to help our business? Yeah. And do you, is that information available to anyone or is it just only clients? Like how, how does somebody get that information? I guess just for our I'd listeners. Love to, I, I'd love to, I'd love to see everybody's got to be, you know, a, a customer of ours, but that's not the reality We're, we give this, we try and be, you know, helpers in the industry. Um, we love to help our customers. We love to help our future customers. And so that's stuff that I usually just post on at a regular basis. Yeah. Um, just what we're seeing. And, you know, I figure, you always, you always can make money if you do the right things first anyways. Right. And that's kind of your guiding yeah. principle. So. All right. So if you're not, if you're not a property mold client, it's okay. I mean, not really, but it's okay. But just at least subscribe, <laughs> sure visit the website. There's so, but it sounds like you just, you provide so much information all the time that it's like, there's no reason to be ignorant to this information as long as you're researching and utilizing resources like, like property mold who has all the, all this data. It's like, Check it out, man. Check it out. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much for being on the podcast today, Ray. We, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, th thanks. Thanks, you too. Appreciate it. Always fun. Every time I'm on here, it's a blast. So um, anytime we can find something else interesting to talk about maintenance related, we'd love to, love to keep sharing the information uh, yeah. with your listeners. Yeah. Yeah.